as you guys are listening to this, it's funny because I get to talk to Adam on a daily basis and <clears throat> him and I spent a lot of time in the vehicle together driving to and from matches and whatnot. And we started this podcast and Adam's like, I'm going to start listening to this podcast. So he's listening to it. And a lot of people ask me questions where they could be just asking Adam questions because Adam's listening to it going, dude, that's what I just said like yesterday. <laughs> over and over and over again. I just say it in different ways or I try it out for myself. So everything that I'm saying, I'm just a mouthpiece for Adam, basically. I wouldn't say that exactly, <laughs> but <laughs> he has stole a couple of my lines and I was like, oh, that's what that's what I just told him yesterday. <laughs> I have a very good memory and it's funny, like listening to myself on these podcasts, I have a a pause, but it's not for dramatic effect. I choose my words carefully. That way I know what I said because I was standing there when I said it. I did not say that. In the very beginning, I was gonna I was like working on editing out your pauses. Like I would reduce your pauses by half. Cause I'm like when I'm looking at the spacing on the on the You're on like, the way. What the hell is up with this guy's right, speech pattern? Totally. I would be totally like, there's too much space between this word and this word. And I cut him in half, and then finally I just said, fuck it. And I said, let Mike talk the way he talks, but not kill this thing. <laughs> I'm just trying to put some tiger balm on this jungle's nutsack. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. This is Mike from Mile High Shooting. And Frank from Sniper's Home. And we got Adam from Mile High Shooting back with us again. What's we, up, guys? We still have a few more things we need to cover with him. Part two. Part two. I'm, I'm going to say something real quick. Mike and I spent a lot of time <laughs> in the vehicle together. I'm and, usually co-pilot. Uh, I like to drive. Is probably because I never got to drive when I was younger. My brother always drove everywhere. And I was like, I just want to drive. So now I drive. Mike likes it, I think. I actually get to see stuff. Remember when we were driving through, I think it was up to Craig, and I was in the middle of a story. We were just talking about something. I was like, ooh, teepee. <laughs> and there's a freaking teepee out there. I, was, I never would have saw that if I was, I was driving. driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. I never seen the teepee, but it was it was funny. Uh, <laughs> Mike likes to go the fast way, <laughs> dude. The back roads, man. So Adam is a back roads guy. Um, it's it's funny because everywhere we go, we don't have any cell signal. Every path that he wants to take, there's no cell signal, and I'm always like trying to. Like, he'll come up with something, and it may be true, it may not be true. Like, hey, what's the So you're looking at Google? So I'm trying to Google it, and I'm like, no, you're full of shit, because he fucked me on a uh, on a taffy one time. He was like, no, this is a watermelon taffy, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, and I put it in my mouth, and then I rolled down the window and threw it out the window because it was a cinnamon taffy, and he, uh. he fucking knows this. I hate cinnamon. Cinnamon is not a flavor. <laughs> It's so then spice. he's like, no, 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 there's watermelon ones in there. You just got to dig a little bit. See, there's another one right there, right there. <laughs> so he does that to me all the time. So I always have to Google stuff when he's talking to me because it may or may not be true. And I think he's trying to pull a fast one on me. But everywhere we go, I have to believe what he says because I don't have any cell signal. And what if something <laughs> What if something happens? That's by design. Dude, what if something happens? I. What I Who like are we going to call? <laughs> I like to just go the back way just because it's more scenic, and I hate going the same way more than one time. That's true. I don't think we've ever dr uh, driven out to Pawnee on the same road. Like, 
We've taken a, like a main road. Dude, we've taken... No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's more than that. There's two that are paved, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There is only two that are paved. And both of those paved roads have cell signal. Mm-hmm. They do. This is Frank, and you're listening to the Everyday Sniper. Sniper. The Everyday sniper. sniper. I do this every day. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And you hold the title of Sniper. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Most people think. Mm-hmm. No, there's some that don't. There's some that thinks I got it off of, um off the internet. You just did some like computer based training, some CBTs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like qualified. Uh-huh. Holiday and Express. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's lonely nights there, man. Yeah. But they have continental breakfast, so it's they, kind of they, a win win when you walk away with a certification and some cantaloupe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love cantaloupe. Wrap some prosciutto around that, man. I'm I'm in heaven. Alright, so we got Adam with us again. And let's get into the, it. Yeah, one of the things that we did not talk about is the AI North America Service Center, which Mile High holds here at Mile High Shooting Accessories in Erie, Colorado. How did that all come about, and what's your certification? What was the process for you to get to that point where it was like AI is like, okay, guy, you are the guy? Yeah, so, a lot of it was uh, uh, those guys were around me a lot. Right, and I'll, I'll tell you guys a quick story because I'm a fan of stories. But. Do you like stories? So stories are good. We all uh, like stories. Uh, I was working for Randy and Diane for about one week. One week, uh, January 2000. Are we talking about business week, like five this, days or seven this, days? This is probably you could call it either one. Split down the middle is about six, six days. days. <laughs> <laughs> and we're at Shot Show, right? And Diane, she's. She's making sure that I'm squared away. Like, here's all your brochures. Here's this. Here's that. You need to know this stuff, right? It's a very intense <clears throat> situation. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And, and I, she had every right to be worried that I might mess up. You know, I was I was pretty young and kind of cocky at the at the time. And uh, I I knew who Dave Walls and Tom Irwin were. They'd never met me. They didn't know that I knew who they were. Nothing, you know. And uh, these are uh, the owners. The of Acu- owners of Accuracy International. And on our on our booth. This is Shot Show. We're in the hallway out of out in Downstairs, front of Downstairs. I remember yeah. when you guys were. We're right, right by the escalator, which yep. is an awesome spot, by the way. Um, right by the mark out front of the Marco Polo room. And uh, um, Dave Walls, Tom Irwin, they come down, you know, and, and Dave, he sees this new guy in Mile High's booth, you know, and they're a new distributorship that Randy and Diane only been doing this for a year at this yeah. point, right? New guy in their booth. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna test this guy, right? So he points at the AW50, and he says, "What what calibers can I get this in?" You know, and out of out of he didn't even try to hide his accent. Hesitation, no, no, you know. And I was like, "Well, you know, it comes in 50 BMG, but I highly recommend uh, converting it to 22 short." With a straight face, no, no, no emotion. I was like, "It's awesome." If you think that the 50 BMG is really good, you should try the 22 short. It'll it'll line up, I promise. You know, and he's kind of like looking at me, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, you know. And then he looks at Diane. Hey, Diane, how's it going? You know, and I just kind of laugh it off and everything. And I told Diane what I'd done. She kind of she kind of got freaked, freaked out, out yeah, you know. Yeah, I you can know? see her freaking out. <laughs> you know, and I was, I was like. 
listen, I was like, it's a 50 BMG. There's no conversion for it right now. You know, I was like, I just thought it was a joke. Right I now. thought he would, yeah, it, it was funny. <laughs> don't get that know? in anybody's head. There is no conversion <laughs> right, for it. Right. So anyways, long story short, he, he come to like me, you know, Dave, it was kind of like, is this guy a smart ass or just, just a straight up asshole? Like I can't tell, you know? And then after we, after we got to know each other really well, then Dave and Tom Irwin and I, you know, we, we, we developed a really good relationship and through Randy and Diane, you know, we, we had dealings, you know, I was at SHOT Show every year. Um, I was always helping them. And if they had any questions or, uh, anything, then that was, that was what it was, you know? And, uh, um, being at mile high from the basically starting up, you know, like Randy and Diane got the distributorship in 2009, I was their first employee at 2010. Um, at that point, you know, it was like, hey, everything is Accuracy International here. Yeah. This is it. Like, we don't have, we didn't have custom builds. We didn't have gunsmithing. Like, Randy had a lathe and a mill in, a, in his there shop. There wasn't even was, really a lot of barrel conversions at the time. And no, stuff I like mean, that. It, it was, it was, you, what you get on that gun is what you get because it's torqued in place. And, yep. You know, that's it. The options that you had on that gun was uh, more mags, <laughs> yeah. a bipod, a scope, scope mount, yeah. and a scope, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so we, we, we go to, to working on these guns, you know, and I had a gunsmithing background. So it was like, hey, I want this 26-inch barrel cut to 20-inch because it's a lighter contour. I'm trying to shave a little weight on this AW. You know, I was like, well, I can do that, you know. And then kind of Randy and Diane, they were kind of like, well, yeah, let's do it, you know. Let's just start working on these things because we're the only ones that really have a lot of them anymore, you know. So we're let's let's get it going. Mm-hmm. So I just started working on Accuracy International. I started asking more and more questions, and uh, it was like, and then I had a relationship with Scott Sigmund. He's the Accuracy International North America uh, Vice President, and uh, um, Tom Irwin is ahead of him, which he's an owner. But you, you know, so he's he's, he's, he's high up. He's, he's high up the chain. He's yeah. he's up there. He's he's solid. So uh, you know, we we got we developed a relationship. So it was basically like. All these guys, I knew we had a good relationship. We were working together, uh, selling guns, and and then I'd tell them like, "Hey, I, I'm I'm gonna cut these barrels and do this, do that," you know, and and uh, they never had any problems with any of the work that we'd done, you know. It was like, like well, wow, I've been doing work for two years. We hadn't had any other barrels come back for baffle strikes or, you know, messed up or you know, headspace issues or some weird stuff, you know. Um, so they they're doing decent work, you know. So then they. They, they just kind of got to realizing that we weren't hacks and we wanted to do this right. And they wanted us to um, go further with it. You mm-hmm. know, they realized that they had a good opportunity. We were growing. We were in a new building. We were carrying more product. And at that point, um, we grew into the largest Accuracy International distributor in the United States. So they're kind of like, hey, these guys, <clears throat> they're doing... 80% of the business. I don't know the, the number, you know. Right. Uh, they're doing a lot. They're, they're doing a lot. lot, right? Let's get these guys where they know our product. So they they sent Diane and myself, Randy couldn't go at the point in time, to Accuracy International, uh, Portsmouth. Uh, UK. UK. So we go over there, tour their factory, and we were there before they launched the AT. And actually, at that time, it had a different name. Even you know, like they they weren't even settled on a on a name. That's yeah. how new the AT was. We went through it, you know, and then they went through 
uh, a lot of the guns. Neil Brazier, he does a, he done a lot of the Accuracy International Armorers classes in the United States. I remember States. him, yeah. And uh, um, <clears throat> actually, prior to us going over there, I'd done a couple Armorers classes with Neil Brazier. So I yeah, he's and, the one that taught my class too. Yes. when I went through it, yeah. Yep, that was his last year here. Um, Neil's been over there forever. He helped Dave, you know, basically, I think, help with production and manuals and getting the guns off the ground, you know, and not all not all of it, you know, but um, <clears throat> he, he's a very influential person over there, and he knows rifle systems very well. He taught armorers classes around the world, but um, I helped him with many armorers classes. We held several here at Mile High. We just move some workbenches out of the way, set up tables, get everything ready, and we'd put on armor classes right how, here. How many guys have been to the UK and have done an actual behind-the-scenes work with AIs through AI in the UK from the US? Uh, I, I would say there's very few. You know, there's uh, um, Scott, obviously. Yeah, higher-ups, but they're <laughs> higher not hands-on. Right. They've and just then, gone And through. then they have one guy over there. His name's Tim Trend. Um, he takes care of all the warranty work in the United States. Okay, so he's it, out of uh, Virginia. He's out of Virginia. Yep. Um, he he handles all of that. Um, he works very closely with Scott, and and if a gun breaks or or whatever, you know, something brand new that's under warranty. So besides AI proper, there's really just you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're there, the only guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there they, you go. They, Tim doesn't go out. He doesn't put on classes. He doesn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. Um. So. Uh, kind of going back you know we went to england that we and they kind of got to know us even better you know and yep. more time with the owners everything it was it's it was kind of a drawn out process um but over a period of time they they learned to you know trust us and understand that when you could tell here you guys kept notching up you right. guys kept going bigger and bigger and bigger mm -hmm. and then you became the le distributor the service center and in right. each year since mm -hmm. you've grown beyond the borders of even just Accuracy International, but you've grown within the Accuracy International family Correct. to just such a giant degree <clears throat> that mm -hmm. nobody else, even there's one other distributor in the U.S., but they don't do what you guys do. Correct. Yeah, I mean... They're, they're just sales. Yeah, they're, they're, they have the, the guns there, and they have um, a great website that, that they can push everything on. I mean, you type it in, and they're one of the top three every time. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but the work originates out of here. Most right, of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's because a lot of the other distributors at that time, um, they would get orders, mm -hmm. then they would place the order to Accuracy International and make people wait. Oh, nine months used to be when yeah, I ordered an AI. It, nine months you waited you for know, an AI to come in. That uh, was a given. Yeah, it's not it's, like that anymore. No, <laughs> no now it's we, all right in in hand. But that yeah. was a given when you wanted an AI and you made the conscious decision. I'm getting an AI back in that 2010, 11, 12, mm -hmm. nine month wait. Yeah, it's like buying a suppressor. Yeah, you know? same thing. <laughs> and now you, you snap your fingers and it shows mm -hmm. up within a couple days. W yep. What'd you pull out of that trip? <laughs> so the the first trip, you know, they kind of went through and they showed us, hey, this is how we can make an AT cheaper than an AW the same price but better than an AE, right? So it was like this, the AT is going to replace the AE and the AW, you know? So they went through and they basically showed, we've we've put a ton of money into this shop. We're going to make it better. We have better programming. We have better machines. We have better, you know, software. And we have, 
you know, we're overstaffed in engineers so that we can make sure that this, this runs the way that it's supposed to. Right. So that's what we really gathered out of that trip. After that trip, um, you know, again, we were dealing a couple, couple or a year goes by and it was like, you guys need to be service because you guys are already taking a ton of these calls. You're already dealing with these customers and you're already taking care of them at a higher level than really has been done before because you're selling more guns than before because yep. it still takes us a while to get guns. Right, I don't know. I don't know exactly how long it takes. If it takes six months to get guns, yeah, we get but, a we get a we, shipment we, we like forecast. pretty regular. You had one today. Yeah, we had right. one today, but we get a yeah. shipment pretty regular. But we didn't like. Do we really know when those guns were ordered? It's right. kind of one of those things. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool, we got these today. Mm -hmm. Right. So like that, we have AIs on the shelf at all times, but we're the, most of those were all forecasted. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, well, we're gonna order this, 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 and this, uh, because we think that we're gonna sell more of these now. You know, and, and so on and so as forth. As the caliber so, changes. and Right. Yeah. You know, so, um, Bins, we were already handling a lot of customers and helping them. You know, Mile High, we're, we're customer service. We're here to help you. If something happens to you, we're going to help you. <clears throat> right? So, I, I, can, I can't tell you how many police departments that they're like, hey, my gun went down. You know, like, uh, the, the trigger, it, it's not working. I close the bolt and the, the, it just falls. Well, how many years have you had this gun? Uh, Ten years. Have you ever cleaned the trigger? Mm, no? Okay. Well, send me the, you know, you can send me the trigger. Or you can send me the whole gun. They're like, uh, I don't know how to take the trigger out, so can you can we just send you the gun? Yes. They sent us the gun. We sent, we got it turned around <clears throat> and sent that gun back within the within two days. You know, we do that a lot. Something else goes down. They want to rebarrel some guns or whatever. If it's a where we know it's going to be an extended period of time, we send them a gun, especially like a small department. Hey, I have two snipers. Cool. We'll send you an AT. Send us your AE back. We'll do everything. We'll do a swap. Send it back to yeah, you. Get, get your sniper qualified. Right. Take and your that, time. That way that there's, there's no – they're not – the department's not down or the customer is not out. Right? Um, so they, they, they wanted us to basically help with that. Um, so at that point, they made – um, and I made Mile High yeah. the the exclusive uh, service center, North America service center, the only one here, just f due to the relationship with uh, me, the UK and Randy, you guys Diane, and Tom Irwin, Dave Wall, Scott Sigmund. You know, we it was all it was a you know a collective meeting. It was like, hey, do you guys want to do this? Because we want you to. You your, know? your work speaks for itself, <clears throat> right? Basically. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it comes and, down to. And we. We agreed upon it. They said, perfect. I, we scheduled the plane flight. I went back to England again, and I was out there for a week with them. Okay. We went through every single rifle system, every nut, bolt, pin, spring on every rifle system. We took everything apart on everything, a except for the AS-50. I got to play with the AS-50 just so you guys know. Yeah, Google that. You guys yeah. won't see one here. <laughs> yeah, it's but, illegal. But, illegal. But but, uh, but uh, it was like you don't step anywhere. You don't take a picture with that. Uh, <laughs> but I touched it. 
They did yeah. have one here at the first <clears throat> shot show. Remember when they brought it here? Mm-mm. You never saw one here? No. There was some here. Was there? Yeah, but um, when Tac Pro still had a bun of, bunch of it, there was one oh. AS50. Oh, well, that was like some Navy SEAL shit. It, it was the Navy SEAL shit, yeah. exactly, yeah. and yeah. they had it at shot show. Um, um, but you can't touch it. You can't look at it. Of course yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's G13. It is G13. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, but the AW50, AX50 took everything apart. And, and this is where these guys, and I've taken it as well, the armorous course. You strip your AW down to nothing. Your AE, you take it apart, action out, the whole thing. But the AW course is bonded. But it's really, I mean, all the pieces and parts come apart, yeah. and you learn about the rifle. So if you have an AI pl- uh, rifle system, if you have the time and the ability, it's worth taking that armor's course. It's two days. It's super informative. You learn a lot about guns in general, yeah. and you learn how to, you know, where this stuff can go, and then you find out just, you know, why is an AI so bulletproof? Why are they able to do that? Because in that armor's course, and, and you guys got one for every, anybody can take in August— Mm-hmm. And then yep. um, you do for LE because yeah, LE department primarily do the LEs. LE ones. It's almost yeah. all an LE deal. <clears throat> yeah. So it's been probably like two or three years since at least that since we've had one here yeah. at Mile High under this roof and ready to rock and roll. Those dates, if you guys are writing this down, those dates are the fifteenth and sixteenth. Now is it? Yeah, it it's a one day course. You're teaching it twice. Yes. So. Basically, you'll learn everything about that weapon system in the eight hours. And you get the manuals that everybody tries. What's the torque? What's this? What's that? Right. Yeah, you, you get it. You you pay your, your uh, I think it's 300 bucks for the civilian class. Uh, you go through and you get to learn everything about that weapon system. I am, I am yours, basically, for that eight hours that you're in, in that classroom mm-hmm. with me. So it's worthwhile, man. I've always come in when you guys had it here. I've always bounced in and taken some pictures and done some things, but I've taken the course and, and it helps. It really does when you're tearing this stuff. Even like you were saying with the trigger went down. I, I mean, I let my stuff out in the, in the class and it was in the snow st- or the, the sandstorm inside and my actions all open and, and I had to flush it out, you know, mm-hmm. my trigger and, and get that all flushed out because yeah. at the end of the last day in, in the entire class, my rifle sat on the ground all opened up with the sand just blowing right into the action and everything. Mm-hmm. I closed the bolt, and like every third bolt closed, my, my firing pin would drop. Yep. It's like, oh, Ron's in time. So, you know, just clean out my trigger and yeah. stuff, and now it's, it's back up and running, but it still needs to be stripped down, and I'm going to strip it down to the nth degree to clean all that fine powder, talcum powder sand we talked about yeah. out yeah. And, and get it out of there. And how do you strip it down to that degree? Well, it's the armor's course. It tells you where you yep. can tear all this stuff apart, where mm-hmm. something might fall into a nook and cranny, and how to get at it, and then put it back together correctly. So yep. it's a highly recommended course, it, it, you know, if you can suffer the time uh, away. Yeah. So, and what we're going to do this year for the, the civilian class, we're going to hold it at the, the Marriott right off of uh, 144th. Right across the street from Cabela's. Yeah, there you go. So you have a Isn't room. Isn't there a Hooters over there? <laughs> that's that's 136. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, you guys can get a room right there. Uh, it's easy. Uh, right across the street is the orchards. There's every entertainment. Type of, every mm-hmm. type of food and entertainment. You could even have which, the, which? You can have the the wife and the kids come with you. Man, there's so much stuff in that area. There's the water parks there, right down the road. There's all kinds yeah, of stuff. There's, there's all sorts of now, stuff. But. So. Yeah, um, so cool stuff, man. So we don't do the warranty stuff, really. It's more service, like correct. Yeah. So how do you how do you uh, 
define that line. Yeah. Service right. versus warranty. Yeah. yeah. It's a fine line. So uh, I'm in direct contact with, with Tim and Scott at AI all the time. I'm, uh, I know their number by heart, you know. Um, and I call them. I get an email or whatever, and I say, uh, hey, this guy had this happen, you know. And um, we can we can decide – Hey, is this warranty or is this service? You know, like you drop your your gun on the rock. Hold on, hold on. Frank keeps trying to shove these razzlers in, in my face. Razzles, razzles, whatever. They're candy, and then the, and then it's gum. It says it's candy, and then it's gum. It's <laughs> Frank's got this eating thing. Like we'll start talking about something. Like uh, when we were on that road trip, mm-hmm. that dude was like. Dude, is Frank fisting a bag of Fun Dip or something? Because you could hear it the first like ten minutes. Off. Was that loud? It was. It was that loud. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Anyways, Chewing with my mouth open. Warranty. So, warranty, warranty. so it's a fine line. You it, make a phone call, is. and then yeah. you determine where it falls, whether it's service or right. So you. Because let's admit I'll, it, I'll, I'll people it do some way. stupid stuff with their it, rifles. It, 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 right, it happens, man. Like, uh, I dropped my gun on a rock in the match, and the the mag latch broke off. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not warranty. You dropped your gun on a rock, and it broke the mag latch, right? Like, it happens. Okay, pay your fifty, seventy-five bucks, whatever it is. Um, pay it, get the mag latch there, put it in, and, and go on. You know, like it. But, but you're gonna need the armor's <laughs> course for that. I spent probably about 25 minutes yeah, trying to get did. my damn mag latch back There's a trick to it. There is a trick. I, 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 I he, watched, he watched me struggle. Oh, you might have struggle. I might have struggle. Yeah, there's a trick to doing it. And, and there, there's a trick on every single different AI. Uh, I can tell you the AXMC Magnums are the easiest to replace the mag catch on. Not the pre-2014s. Not the pre-2014s. Not the short actions. Even like our, our guns that we shoot... Uh, no, I'm like, what is this pain. thing made out of? Mithril? I can't get it to frick the <laughs> damn spring. Just wouldn't go in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, you, you pull the bolt back. Not that this has ever happened, but you pull the bolt back and the, all of a sudden the bolt head pops off, right? Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, this gun is brand new. I'm not going to fix that. That's a warranty bolt. Right. You know, it's like, hey, my bolt head popped <laughs> off, man. Like, send it to AI. They'll fix it, you know, whatever, and, and send it Oops. back to you. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I've never heard of that happen. No, happen, <laughs> that so. pin there. Right, and I, I've had it where guys say, "Hey, X Y Z happened. Have you ever seen that before?" Well, I've been doing this since 2010, working on Accuracy International rifles, almost almost exclusively. Like I, I don't work on a whole bunch of other stuff. Not anymore. Uh, AI is is my primal. That that's that's what my focus is on is AIs and making sure that other other guys keep their stuff up and running and and. Uh, there's not very much that I come by that I haven't seen. So it's like, well, have you seen this? Yes. But it's not, it's not like it happens common, every yeah, day. It's yeah, not yeah. a common right? thing. We actually had this conversation on the way out to uh, the match. And it was like, you know, like you get a lemon vehicle or something like that. How often do you see a lemon AI? And out of all the AIs that have been through here and out in people's hands... There are not that many that no. that people call the, up. And the worst like, oh, ones man, were the receivership ones, which were 2007. Right. There was some 2007s because they they used an outside when they were in receivership. Those were the only lemon ones that they wouldn't run the you couldn't run the bolt, and um, they didn't feed correctly, and that's when they had to be fixed. But it was like one block of actions, and at one period in its time, 
that I've seen where there was actual like a lemon AI, right. mm-hmm. and that was an easy fix. You just they had to just clean up one side of the feed ramp that wasn't cleaned up right, and, and to me that was the extent of really any lemons that I've seen. Yeah. And, and there was a there so was a, a cause very and, small number. We're not but, even going to put a number. Yeah, that was a cause so and small. effect. It, it was it a cause is, and yeah. effect, right? And, and I can tell you, I, just today, Randy and I went to the range. We had we had five guns sent back to us that were three of them were Mark ones and two of them were very early Mark twos. Yeah, AEs. <laughs> AEs. Yeah. Yep. So the the Mark ones, <clears throat> you know, they only have a five round mag. Uh, it's a nice length size mag. It's an AW size mag, but it's just a single stack five round. Yep. Um, and those things, they were all covered under warranty. These, these actions are, they were 10 plus, plus years, years old. old. Yeah. Easy. Um, the, one of the problems with the Mark one was when you run the bolt extremely hard, then it would, it would beat the bolt stop out of the back of the receiver. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> AI re- recognized that they, tr- they fixed it in the, in the Mark twos and threes. Okay. So, and then they fixed it again in the, the ATs. Um, but they sent, we sent those back to Accuracy International, replaced, bam, done. You know, like, and now this is an extreme case because they didn't realize that this was happening. I got the guns because we do annual maintenance classes, or not class, uh, Works. <clears throat> yeah, work. Yeah. So it's like, hey, you haven't had your gun worked on in a year or two years. You're hearing some ten, secret sauce stuff or, right now, man. Or oh, ten yeah. years. This is behind the curtain, man. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was like it. Send me the gun for two hundred bucks. We'll go through it. I'll armor it. I'll clean the trigger for you, and we'll put it back together. Make sure everything's good to go. Most of the time, when guys do that, they have the barrels replaced at the same time. But if even if it's a brand new barrel, you've had the gun for two years or three years, and you're like, hey, I don't know how to clean this thing. Send it to me for two hundred bucks. We'll clean it and send it back to you. Right, general general turnaround time, like at the latest, it'd be two weeks max. You know, we try to turn around like regular cleaning and stuff like that in a week. But um, <clears throat> so the the classes is uh, it's definitely worth the detail. it. Detail, I think the it civili- is the civilian class is worth it because then you can do all that stuff yourself. Right, you can get the mag latch and replace it yourself when you break it. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Just, so, don't don't laugh at me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he just brings it to me, guys. Yeah. He's like, hey, uh, so I broke this. Can you fix it? Do, do we have those parts? I, bro- I had a mag latch break. We did. We replaced mine. Um, I shipped the, the 20, uh, the, the, the 13 or 14 UPS broke it oh, in the yeah. box. Yeah. And it broke the mag latch off and replacing it. And it was just because when I shipped it out to um, – uh, to get it painted, the Cryptex paint job on it. Oh yeah. Though you in the, in the box, like when he opened the box, the mag latches broke. Oh, that was yeah, a pre twenty fourteen. Yeah, it was a pre fourteen. The the mag latches were a little bit longer on those. Mm, yep. And then uh, what happens was if you didn't foam it up, and I didn't, of the I just AI threw it. Box, it's an AI. I threw it, it in the box. Threw, I don't understand. <laughs> what happens was it would actually jam that mag latch into the foam, and then when they dropped it on one end, that it would. Snap it, was, it. The whole weight of that rifle went right into that mag cast and it would just snap. And that's exactly what happened. It was in the yep. original box <laughs> in the foam. UPS delivered it like freaking, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> God, it just gets funnier every time I see it. <laughs> and then it broke. And it, Brandon, it was Brandon from Custom Gun Coating who freaked the frig out because my mag latch is broke. I was like, dude, it's a mag latch. Give it a break. 
Yeah. I didn't even give want it to that Mike. He'll fix it. Anyways. Yeah, you want that <laughs> So let's, let's let's switch gears. Yeah, let's switch I want to switch gears. gears. Um, so we can talk about AIs for days upon days upon days. Um, what's important that you guys know is that we are at Mile High, the AI North America Service Center. Period. We have the one guy in America that is qualified to work on these guns. He's qualified from the factory to work on these. You guns. might as well be a Brit. He's yeah. <laughs> he's qualified. My not very good. <laughs> to uh, teach the armors course, which he's the only person in North America that can do that. So yeah. that that's what we have to offer. Now I want to talk more about caliber selection for you. Yeah, let's talk about shooting. Adam because and shooting. When when I first started shooting, I first started shooting uh, long range precision with Adam. Adam's like, you're going to shoot a six mil. And I was like, okay. And that's, I didn't know why. He just told me, this is what you're shooting. So I was like, all right, 243. And then we got into loading. He showed me how to load stuff. So basically, when it comes down to loading, these guys are going to geek out on some reloading stuff. I'm just going to be sitting back here quiet because I'm learning that stuff too. It's just Adam tells me, hey, take this bullet, put it in there, pull, pull the lever, and it, and it should work. So basically, that's how that's that's my extent of loading. And it did. Yeah, and it did. So that's nice. But what is your caliber of choice and what's the progression there? Because uh, I know you're changing stuff. You're oh, man, always changing I'm things. always changing things. That's what I love about an AI uh, is I can change barrels at any point in time. So I'm like, hey, I need 243. Hey, I need 6.5 Creedmoor to shoot this antelope. Hey, I need... I need 308 to And tell it your antelope was what? Was it 11 or 1058 you uh, shot the antelope? It was 1154. 1154 with his AI with a two, 6 millimeter. Yep. Well, it's 6.5 Creed. 6.5 Creed. 6.5 Creed, six five Creed. Yeah. Six five Creed 1154. The yeah. on, or something. On an antelope. It was the, it was the ELD, ELD X's. That's when they first came out then because yeah. it hadn't been long. It was long. like, oh, yeah, this is the shit for hunting. I'm like, so I there was a guy. There was a guy on the Sniper Side Facebook page when I announced that the army was adopting six five Creedmoor, mm -hmm. who was saying that you couldn't kill an animal in North America past six hundred yards or some crap with it. Eleven fifty four douchebag. <laughs> I got, I got three witnesses because it was funny the night before. It was like, hey, so. Everybody, like the few guys knew I was going to shoot something past a thousand yards. It had to be past a thousand before I was going to pull the trigger on it. Uh, I get a call. So do you mind if I come out and like help you guys, help you hunt and stuff? It's like, yeah. ah, sure, why not? Hunt or help. I, 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 yeah. I, I need, I need somebody Can to I help all get this thing, yeah. you know, like, <clears throat> so, and then I get a call like 15 minutes later is his buddy. Hey, so can I come out with you and stuff? Um, Funny part of that was I throw the barrel on my gun mm -hmm. that morning. Yep. Screw my Thunder Beast on that morning. <laughs> Thunder Beast plug. Throw my scope on that morning. morning. <laughs> and I'm like, hey guys, I have to hit the range. This real is a quick. typical process for Adam. He doesn't <laughs> like to have the gun together and zeroed and everything ready to go. That's too he easy. He likes to build it that morning. Yeah. Zero it that smith. morning and then go and shoot. Yeah. So <laughs> good thing you have a range in your backyard yeah, now. Yeah. So it's all I use the shit out of my hundred yard range at my yacht at my house. Uh so I throw all this stuff together and I grab my kestrel and I'm like, okay, uh well it says six five creed more at this velocity I need to true it at this distance. <laughs> Oh, wind call, five-tenths right. Psh, ding. That's center. True. <laughs> <laughs> and the guys are standing back there, and they're kind of like, okay. What did I, I just witness? I, I did do a 100-yard zero. I will admit, I've done a 100-yard zero. You have to. Set my turrets. Done my, done my. Uh, I think it was um, 1,500 yards, which we have a 1,525 out there, so it mm -hmm. worked out perfect. 
I moved it. It's 15 even. Okay. <laughs> um, I better range find my target. Yeah, right. Um, so anyways, uh, do that. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm like, I've, I've shot seven rounds at this point through this gun. And they're kind of like, you're going to kill an antelope past 11 or 1,000 yards. And you've shot seven rounds through this gun. Yeah, I'm good. We're good. Let's go. We find one. It's 900 yards. And I'm like. <laughs> my favorite uh, phrase. Eh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> pure confidence yeah i got this i got it it's no big deal so it's it's i'm like ah 900 yards that's too close guys and they're like are you, no okay, seriously I like, seriously i was like you see that blowout right there we're gonna drive over there and we're gonna go into that blowout and then i'm gonna walk up on top of the hill yep. and range find it it was 1154 yards there you go the rest is history <laughs> the <laughs> rest is history <laughs> bang yeah. dead bang dead <laughs> And you didn't even do anything with it. You just threw it in the back of your truck and the freaking butcher took yeah, care of the, everything. Yeah, the guys that came out and the helped, they're like, hey, uh, oh, Matt down the road, he'll just gut it for you for 25 bucks. It's like, why are we talking about this? Ba-bloom, shut the tailgate. See you guys. Yeah, that's why I like hunting with Adam. Like, we go kill varmints and stuff like that. And, like, I've, I've got some hunting horror stories. Like, Adam's heard a majority of them. But I, it's... With him, it's like, okay, we'll get out right here. There's the animal right there. Pow! All right, let's go get him. Put him in the truck. We're gone. Done. Yeah. Why does it have to be complicated? Yeah, <laughs> why are you guys going to make this stuff so hard? But the six millimeter is, yeah. is Adam's choice. So now where are you playing right now? So I, I'm messing with uh, 6BRA. So it is a Ackley improved 6BR. Okay. Okay. Um, and you're using uh, Dan's hard gear inserts yeah. in your mags, and you got all that That's stuff. That's kind of where that was developed, too. Right. Well, because I was like, I, hey, I, I got this this crazy notion to go to 6BR um, just because I wanted something other. So, like, but you Mike, to shoot it just, out of your AI. I'll, I'll step back just a second, guys, because Mike said, hey, we're shooting 243, and we did. I, I ran 243 just till last year. Yeah. That's because I had 2,000 pieces of 243 brass, and I wanted to use them up. Yeah. And it's like, hey, Frank's, Frank's match, Sniper's Hide Cup, it's a lost brass match. Cool. I have Winchester brass here. Blong, blong, blong. <laughs> just throw them on the ground. Who cares? You know, it was, it cheap. Was, it was cheap, done, whatever. I wasn't throwing my Lapua brass out well, on the ground. Plus, all the components at that time, because nobody was really running 243. It was just, they started yeah, getting was, into more. They, they was 65 Creedmoor, you know, even out, like yeah. GA was, they were done with 243. They were starting 6 Creed. They were pushing 6 Creed. It was kind of, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, when I was shooting 243, it had already been done. Gap had been running them for years, yeah. you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, um, I'm like, well, I have 2,000 pieces of brass. I know everybody's saying six creed more this and that, and I was like, I'm running 243. So I ran 243 for several years, and I got Mike came to the shop, and I was like, hey, let's you're run, running 243. You're running 243, this is what you're shooting. and here. you're gonna run 41 and a half grains of H4350 with a 105 burger. He's like, cool. Why? I said, because that's my load. <laughs> because if uh, something happens and I need your ammo, I'm taking your ammo. Right. If something goes down or I drop my drop it in a bucket of water, well, guess what? I'm using your ammo now. Yeah. Or we've even had to uh, swap back and forth guns yeah. at a match before. I had a gun that went down and I had all the ammo was all the same. It was all loaded the same. Both the barrels were the same. Everything was the same. Yeah. So I just used my ammo and his gun, and we just ran it. Yep. There you go. It was pretty. <laughs> yeah. It Something was, to be it said. Was awesome, man. And, and so that, now, and, and, that, and that barrel was never cold. 
<laughs> it, it was like Adam's on the next stage. I'm on the previous stage, so I'm just kind of like waiting, kind of like to steal the bacon when you were a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as soon as he's done shooting, I grab the gun and run back over to the other stage, pop my mag in, boom, 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 get my get my shots on target, but, then run it back over to Adam. I mean, you think about it. Look at the guys we and we laughed about this before. Who's swapping the bolt at the Pawnee match? Yeah, they had the right. AIs, the AIs and they were swapping yeah. bolts. Yep. Same thing, man. Same, same thing. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, and I, I done well, man. With two forty three, I was eighth at the NRL mm-hmm. uh, Mile High Shootout um, up there in Craig. Uh, well, you ran a two forty three at the Cup a few years back too, and you did yeah, two forty. I, I ran. You were in like ran, the top ten or something. I ran. I was eighteenth. Uh, the first year out at uh, Wind- Douglas or uh, something. No, uh, Weldona. Weldona. Um, and funny thing was there is I had no Kestrel. I just showed up with uh, dope at every single hundred yards. So yeah. from a hundred to fourteen hundred, I had dope. Yeah, and, and then you every, had to extrapolate every, in between. Every, everything in between, I made up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but that was with two forty three. Yep. Uh, so that, that thing shot good. Uh, but anyway, so. I just, I just wanted something new, basically. Going and to the six BR, six BR, six BR, six BRA. You, everybody's talking six dasher. Gotta have six dasher. No, six BR. It's a lot of prep involved in this stuff, man. Oh man, and I, I, I'm, I'm lazy reloader. That was the other thing about two forty three. So easy. Is it's like you have factory brass, resize it and go. Um, in full it, length. You're a full length full, guy? Too. I'm a full length guy. Because you don't ever know what rifle you're going to put it in, right? Or is it more well, so just it, easy? No, no, I know generally what it's what it's going to go into, but these matches, they're so dirty. Just like you yeah. guys, you know, it was like, man, we have we have so much dirt blown in these guns. Colorado is notorious. Well, we're at drought Colorado. situations right yeah, now, it, too. We're, we're going to be hurting. Yeah, it's, it's dry. The wind always blows. Your gun has dirt in it, no matter what. And so, it's talcum powder. Never, it gets in everything. Yeah. So I, I don't even try to neck size and all to that. Neck size. It's just going to cause me more grief than it's worth. So I just re, full length resize everything and go on. Um, so I went six br, right? And I was like, hey Dan, I need a mag spacer. Dan Hansen. Dan Hansen, HRD gear, and. Uh, um, I was like, hey, man, I need a mag spacer kit for this. And nobody's doing it for an AX or AT mag. You know, there's some guys that are kind of hacking some stuff up or modify this or cut that or do this. And I was like, man, it can't be that hard to do this. So he just starts coming by the shop at, work at 6 o'clock every night. And, like, from 6 to 8, Dan and I would work on some stuff. And, and then he'd go home and he'd work on some the stuff. secret hand. So, anyways, so uh, we we come up with, with the he comes up with the spacer kit, and uh, I, I throw it in. and We start using it, man. It works great. And I'm like, six br is way to go, right? Uh, load development's real easy. You have high load density. Uh, there's no room left in the case, basically, for the powder to slosh around in. You know, every basically everything about it is is accuracy based. And now I took this bench rest world that I'm kind of from. And it was like, I'm going to put this in the tactical world, right? Which it's already been being done. I'm not going to take any credit for that. It's yeah, been, you weren't the it, first it, to pioneer. No, no man, anything. I've been running 243. I was a mountain man <laughs> with a big old beard and still wearing the grizzly, you know, grizzly suit. So Whacking big for wholesale. <laughs> wholesale. <up> in- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, anyways, you know, so I'm not going to take any credit for that. But um, been running 6BR for mm, two months now. Um, I love it, man. It, it shoots awesome. 
Um, I like had two cases like a 22 of 22 in that AI. <laughs> Dude, it, it, it's sweet. I, I put a heavy Palma, uh, six, six, yeah. six barrel on my AX. It just lays there. Just, you know, it's just like it's a pop little, gun. It's like my 22 trainer. Mm-hmm. So, which um, is badass in itself. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, anyway, so I'm a speed guy too. Velocity. What, 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 what goes with that is, uh, I love, yeah. I love magnification and I love speed because right. <laughs> like that high magnification and then my bullets got to be going fast because I cheat. That's why I like to uh, go. Hang on. We got the compressor resetting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyways, so, yeah. um, it, it, it shuts off in 30 seconds. It, it'll, yeah, it builds up. Yeah, it'll cut this that's, out. That's the beauty of doing this at mile high. You get to hear the air compressor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted more speed than the, the 6BR was giving me. So I got to doing a little bit of research, and I was like, I'm not I'm not fireforming or I'm not hydroforming dasher brass. It's not going to happen. And BR, there's a lot of BR, – BRX, there's – it's 100 thousandths longer than a standard BR still more work uh, find BRA I'm like okay well let's look at our velocities and these bench rest guys they're getting 2975 they're probably running like a 28 inch barrel um, they're getting 2975 which is the same speed as a dasher yep that's kind of an accuracy node for those guys um, and I'm like well I can do 6 BRA if that gives me at least like maybe one more grain of powder just jump that velocity up you know uh, say 80 feet per second if i could get 80 feet per second out of this get that'd be something. awesome right i've I seen you need, go through some pretty little... good lengths just to get five more feet <laughs> <laughs> speed five. kills man right? so uh and that's why you're was, talking the lighter yeah, bullet I, stuff too yeah, why want... you can back your creedmoors down to a lighter bullet and not always chase heavies yeah i thought about shooting some 90 vlds or something like that just to try to to get that speed up to like that 3150 range just right. to see what that would 3199. do. 3199. Yeah. Who's got the 94, doesn't it, or something? Something. I got to look. I can't remember. I think there's a 95, 94, 94 or I something. I think it's 95. 95, so. is it? Because I have a case of each. I think I have the 10-somethings and the 90-somethings at the house when we did the Savage. When I did the Ghost Dancer the first year of the Sniper's Hide, we went to the F-Class match, Spirit of America. And we did the Savage Tactical Rifles in 260. Well, then when we went to the F-Class match, 6 PPC mm-hmm. was the friggin' big one. Yep. So then George took that Savage, rebarreled it for me, and turned it into a 6BR. But at the time, no mags worked with it, so I have the plate in it. Oh, yeah, single but, shot. Yeah, but yeah. I have cases. So it's the Savage, which was a Savage 10FP. It's been rebarreled, and the barrel nut was taken off, so it looks like a Remington in a way. It has the first Macmillan A5 stock with it, and then it's uh, the 6BR. So that's why I have the cases of 6BR that I've had since 2001. And everybody keeps asking, oh, you want to trade up on some stuff? Yeah, no. <laughs> so so well, there it is. There it is. I've had that one rolling around in my pocket. That's why it's all shiny. It's shiny. Yeah, we got a nice shiny piece of 6BR brass. We, we, we I'll have Mike throw it up on the Everyday Sniper, uh, the 6BRA compared to the 6BR. The, the reason that I, I think 6BR is just for the fact it's so accurate. These PRS matches, and this is, I'm kind of trying to game the game a little bit, right? Catch up with everybody. Um, but what's happening is, is if you can own anything, anything inside of 800 yards, 
then you're good. Then that's where the majority of those shots are. If you can manage that recoil and you can see your hits 800 and in, you're you're going to do well, right? Oh, so yeah, if you can take recoil out and cheat the wind just a little bit with a little bit more velocity, um, that's the way to do it. Yeah, so if basically you, want, you just want a laser. Yeah. Yeah. A laser that hits hard. Yeah. I want a laser that hits like a 300 Norma. Yeah. But it's hard to get that. Yeah, that sounds right. cool. It does. So let's talk about reloading then. Let's move into that. So <laughs> as far as <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation in itself. And we got uh, about 47 minutes on the clock. So we got about 15 minutes left. Ooh. When we start talking to each other. Yeah, here, we're just on we're just, and just, time, yeah. time flies. I, I just I just tell some more stories. We'll do episode three on tools. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know what? That might be possible. You want to do that, Frank? What's that? We'll just do another one. Yeah, and we dedicated to reloading because I got, I, you know, we got we a got few a bunch more of questions. questions to ask yeah. Adam. Yeah. We're gonna need we can another. We just do some other so, stuff and then we'll do tools or something next. So recently, you went to the Seekins Armor course. Yes. Why? So, uh, everywhere in the United States, there's a there is a push for accurate gas guns. As a law enforcement sniper, guys are being trained to use gas guns. They want a 308 in a semi-auto platform. That way, if they have multiple targets or whatever they need to engage... Or they need a cone they, of fire. <clears throat> yeah, they need a cone, cone of fire. fire. Right, right. Do, do, they, do, do, do. They, zone. they feel more comfortable that they can do that job with a semi-automatic platform. Right? Um, and I'll be at Seekins next week. Right. Frank's going up there to take a look at it. Um, very, very impressive platform. Glenn is uh, at the top of the game, in my opinion, as far as gas yep. guns go. Uh, obviously, I hadn't been to a lot of different shops, but I've seen many, many ma machine shops in making things, and Glenn is very, very um, efficient with his CNCs. You know, he's got a, he's got a, what was it, like 26,000 square foot warehouse and he's got machine, machine shop in there and he utilizes all of that space extremely well and he makes awesome products. And I fun mean, fact for people who don't know this, the very first Seekins AR were Sniper's Hide Edition they He gave kudos to you when we were up there. He goes, I, I have to have Frank up here. He goes... He, he, yeah. He's helped me so much in, in getting started on this deal. Um, yeah, he, he was he just gave, doing the rings on Sniper's yeah. Hide, and then he said, hey, I'm going to jump into the AR world. If I did that, would you let me do a group buy, Sniper's Hide Edition AR, and you know the low uppers and lower kits and all that stuff at the time because he wasn't doing full builds mm -hmm. early on. It's like, of course, Glenn, man, you know, whatever you guys need. And, and that's where Seekins grew out of, and now the freaking guy's on Walking Dead. He's there. Holly Berry runs around with a Seekins gun. Everybody, they're just shit hot, man. Glenn's, yeah. Glenn's a rock star. Yeah. Uh, so we, we got to go up there. We got to look at those guns. Um, Mile High is going to be the exclusive law enforcement distributor for Seekins Precision Firearms. Nice. Sensing a trend here. Yep. There, there's a right. pattern. <clears throat> so, there's a pattern forming. Right. But you guys went up there to actually build some guns. Yep. Take so, a look at them, shoot them, mm -hmm. and, and make sure that... Um, we see a lot of guns come through Mile High, and we see a lot of demos come through Mile High, and everybody's like, I got the best gun, I got the best gun for this, I got the best gun for that. Mm -hmm. But some of these guns that we get into, 
you don't see us selling because they don't meet that accuracy requirement that we hold. Right. And we say, okay, this is this is what it needs to shoot. Mm-hmm. Show me. Right. We've, we've done several demos. I won't name names, but we had a, an AR manufacturer come out and say, hey, this is a half-minute gun. Cool. I lay down. I can't shoot but an inch and a half group with it. I'm like, well, I can't shoot. I shot three, four different ones. I can't get any of these guns yeah, to shoot half-inch. You jump down here and show me because obviously I don't know how to run a gas gun. Uh, well, I'm not a – I'm just a sales guy. Well, this gun doesn't shoot half-minute. Yeah. So – what you're telling me is wrong. So if I have a customer on the other end of the line and he tells me that it doesn't shoot half him away and I have to say, well, we kind of knew that, we're not going to do that. Yeah, no, that ain't right? going to fly. That, no. that doesn't fly. You can some of the people it, some yeah. of the time, yeah. but you can't fool everybody, <laughs> right? man. You know? So that, that's not our style. We're not going to carry that product. So going so, into Seekins <clears> going with, that, in, with, with that mentality, right? going there. Yes. Yeah, so going there, uh, Glenn's like, hey, I have three guns. Luke, Juan, Juan is our LE sales guy, and myself. We go up there. Luke, we mentioned prior in the right. last episode, he's our gas gun guy, right? Who's more qualified to go up there than him? Yeah, we need right? to debug and debunk <clears throat> everything that's going on. Right. He goes up. Juan goes up so he can see it because he's our LE sales guy. You're going to hear that thump I know. later. I you did it. it. You're talking to Frank like about the, it. No, it's like, stop hitting the table, Frank. <laughs> right? Frank done all of those. Just so, you guys know. <laughs> so, anyways... Uh, um, and then myself. So we go up and Glenn's like, all right, so I have, this is my new, he, he's had the SP 10, right? It's been out for a while, right? This is called the SP 10 M, which is the military law enforcement version. And what he is doing with this gun is it is all hands on. This is a system. This isn't, this is kind of like an accuracy international. It is a system. When you get this upper, it is all together. It is staying together and that. End of story. So there, there is no. Yeah. Uh, it, there's one here. It's sweet. It's shit yeah, hot. It's yeah. right behind you, actually. It, it is. It's, it's right there. I, I set it up so I could shoot it in the monthly match. I'm going to take it out in a couple weeks. Um, but so this this gun, he he is making it so that there is it, you're buying a system mm-hmm. just like just like Accuracy International or any other good manufacturer out there is. This is a system. AR-10s are notorious for being extremely hard to tune and to get to shoot good, right? So when you buy the SP-10M, we're not changing parts around. We're not flipping gas blocks. We're not doing this or that or the other thing. We are going to put this gun together. It's going to stay together. This is one gun, right? The the barrel nut, everything is locked. It's it's Loctite and it's torque badass, in place. It's, yes. The fit and finish is cool as shit. He has a his own uh, switch gas block on here, which is awesome. It fits underneath of the handguard, so you can have a nice long handguard, uh, and you can still change the gas systems from suppressed to unsuppressed. And then if you're I like really is, long handguards on ARs, just because one, yes, if you're using I'm, iron sights or something totally like that, agree. you have that that sight radius the that's sight really radius far. Awesome, yeah. But also, is your bipod too? is just kicked almost yeah, all the way out to the muzzle brake. So <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that's and, really cool. And this, he it allows you to open your gas system. People are notorious, and it's not it's not just cops. It's everybody is notorious for not cleaning their guns, right? Yeah. Guilty. So we we yeah, I am too, man. I'm, My gun I'm, is still is still dirty from the class. Yeah, I haven't touched it. Right. <laughs> I I'm a I'm a huge fan of 
of not cleaning, but I'm an even bigger clan of a uh, fan of cleaning. I know that it's kind of a word of <laughs> right plan words. play on words there. Yeah, but, you know, like we I, don't clean, I, but we know we have we, to. We have to, right? Right. So, anyways, this allows you to open your gas system if it's getting tacky and it doesn't want to lock open on the last, you know, last shell of the mag. Um, then you can give that a little bit more gas. You're in the middle of a match or something. You're not going to stop and clean your stuff. So take your gas system, boop, give it one click, bam, you're back in the fight. So uh, we put these together at Seekins. We went up, put everything together there on the spot. And I'm not joking. We did not cherry pick anything because Glenn's kind of like, hey, are those receivers back from anodizing? Yes. Cool. Where are they at? So we go up there, grab them. Set them in our bin. Hey, where are those barrels? Oh, the rack of them's over here. Boom, grab three, set them in there. Where's the butt stocks? Here. Where's the triggers? Here. And then he's like, so we're going to start with the lower and put all this together because our bolt carrier is going to be getting here at noon. So he has a proprietary bolt carrier that he's having made specifically for him and his barrel extensions so that it's the same company. Uh, he's getting very good made-up uh, on the bolt. This is starting to sound extension. like an episode of Pimp My Ride, <clears throat> right? Where you're just like, okay, this afternoon we're going to be able to finish this, right? And, you know, and, and, then, and the customer is going to be here in five minutes. <laughs> that's almost exactly the way it was, other than the customer was putting it together himself. Right. So um, we put that, we put it together ourselves. Glenn has a nice hundred yard tunnel, mm-hmm. so we got to go and shoot him right there on the spot. He taught us how to tune the gas system, what he's going to go through, um, and th- these are going to kind of be made to order. So if you want to run Thunder Beast, you want to run Surefire, you want to run whatever suppressor system you're going to run, you need to uh, you need to tell him we will have the guns built that way and shipped to you. There you go. Or we can do it here at Mile High. We'll be able to tune the gas system for you because we're going to have these in stock also. right? So we took them out, shot them. And I know we're running uh, close on time, so I'll kind of speed this up. Built the guns, shot them, tested them, set the gas system. We went to Brian Morgan's in Riggins, which is about a two-hour drive from Glenn's place there, uh, from Lewiston. And you guys probably have heard of Brian Morgan if you haven't. From uh, Core, originally. Uh, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he was K&M, he was Core. The, he was the M in K&M. <laughs> yeah, he's, and now he's doing his own thing up in Idaho. Uh, beautiful property, awesome I love Brian. He yep. is he's he's the earth guy. Yeah, man. He he will he he's an amazing shooter. I learn something new every time. And I told Brian he showed me something and I said, I'm stealing that. That is mine now when I leave. Yeah. So as soon as I walk uh, out that door, it's mine. I own right? it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna shoot before you on the tripod stage <laughs> so you can see exactly what I'm gonna do. Okay. Um because I stole it from Brian. Anyways, we shot the guns, man. I was off of a tripod. Because uh, everything is uphill there, it's uh, we're in Hell's Canyon, man. It was like a thirty degree angle to every target. Fence gold that we were shooting. <laughs> that we were shooting, <laughs> that we were shooting at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got that clue for you. Do you? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you. Okay, cool. So, anyways, See? <laughs> so anyways, we um, off a tripod. It was eight hundred twenty-five meters, basically like nine hundred yards. 308, 168, federal gold medal match. I went four for five on an eight-inch diamond. Yeah. Nice. 
That's money right Love there, man. Love those diamonds. Right? Diamond. That's like a five-inch square you're trying to shoot yeah. at. Right? <laughs> Eight-inch diamond is like a five-inch square. Yeah. It's all fun and games till you tip that square on its side. That's yep. right, man. And people so, saw it, too. Yeah. Yeah. They and do then, every time. And then we were doing a, a 600-yarder um, and then a 700-yarder. And I, I have that video of me shooting it off mm-hmm. the tripod. We were standing at that point. We're going to put that I'll, up I'll, on the I'll get that to on you. On the test. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Awesome, man. It just, these guns hammer. I was impressed. They were half ammo away, all three of them with factory ammo. So nice. we just got our three demo guns from Seekings today. Yes, sir. So we're going to be playing around with those, and we'll give you more information on that, but they should be available to order at this point, correct? Um, I, it'll be very soon. I, I believe if if there if you do have an order, get it to us because we yeah. will we will take it. We will put it in. For news on um, that, we're gonna post it up on social media anyway. So follow Mile High Shooting Accessories, and I'm sure Frank will. Yeah, I'm gonna be in on it, on and I'm high. gonna be doing because, yeah. like I said, I've had a long relationship with Glenn, and and we'll be going that direction. Glenn, Glenn's just you know his stuff is rock star stuff. He's definitely in the in the top three of ARs, and a lot of his components find its way into. The best ARs out there. You yeah, know? yeah. A lot of his designs and yep. stuff have been actually knocked off and reused, and yeah, and uh, you know, it's like the clone of a clone. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. Glenn's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't patent that, and I didn't patent this, and I didn't do this. You know, I was just too busy and didn't do it. And now these guys stole it, and it's theirs. Yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, there were several of those stories, and I was like, man, I kind of felt bad for him. I was like, <laughs> man, you, you, and that's what I like about Glenn is he doesn't like. Like so just go to, goes with he it, doesn't man. go to all these other people and like, what are these guys doing? And then try to copy them and make it better. Yep. He does his own thing. He's like, hey, this is this is what I need it to do. How can I make it do it? Right. Yep. And, and he's a shooter. And he's a shooter. And that's again what we talked about. The guy's a shooter, and Glenn knows his trade because he's putting it into practice. He's not yep. just behind a machine doing it. He's yep. out in the field shooting it. And and for you guys that that want to run a two sixty and a gas gun. His SP-10M will do it. Yeah. It's extremely hard. Talk to any gas gun guy out there, and they'll tell you 260 is extremely hard to tune, super finicky. Uh, and he's running a Ultra 7 mm-hmm. Thunder Beast on there. I mean, so one, it's not just a 260, and then it's suppressed. It's just it's just amazing. It is. Man. It's he, a system. He's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's an entire system. Um I have nothing but good things to say about it. I was extremely impressed, and it, it takes a lot f- for me anymore to like see something and be like, "Wow, that's cool. That yeah. is impressive." We're gonna start wrapping this up. A couple of closing notes for you guys. Um, we what? gave you dates for the Civilian Armorers course on August fifteenth and sixteenth. We also have <laughs> uh, some notes on law enforcement yeah. classes. Yeah, go I'll, ahead. I'll, I'll get it to you. So we have one coming up in Chesterfield, Virginia, May twenty second and twenty third. Then we have one in Irvine, California. Now, these are LE classes. Hey, that's my old stomping ground. There you go, man. You should come with me. Uh, Irvine, California, uh, June 13 and 14. And then we have one, our Colorado LE class, July 25 and 26 out here at Flat Rock. So, um, again, guys, these are one-day one classes. I try to hold two days' worth of classes. It just pays for my, my trip out there. Then uh, it makes Diane a little bit more happy when when I come back and say, "Hey, I had two full classes instead of one." Right. So uh, I try to fill up two two classes, um, one day eight hours a piece. And um, and here's a thought, man. 
If you go to the class to learn how to do your AI, you can also talk to Adam the entire time and pick his brain and get this stuff out of him while you're there. So you can kill two birds with one stone. Wholesale. Yeah. Whack it wholesale, man. <laughs> Whack his brain wholesale. Yep. So other classes that we have on the books right now is basically our precision rifle one class. The, so the basic precision rifle that we're teaching in civilians, we're just going to shorten it up, call it PR1, precision rifle one. So we have the 10th. 11th and 12th of August that we have still three slots to four slots open um, When it closes down, we'll let you guys know and then early we didn't October, even open up yet to be honest We yeah. didn't even announce it. Well, the October one is definitely not open, open but there's uh, space in October It's the first week end in October. Yeah, I think early five, October plan for five six go to, that. to five to eight or something October so it was great chatting with you guys again. Uh, thanks, Adam, for taking the time after work and hanging out with us, drinking a couple uh, pots of coffee myself, and you're getting on that green tea. Green tea. Green yeah. tea. And then uh, thanks, Frank, for coming up from Razzles. Denver. Yeah, get some razzles in your system. <laughs> Brought to you by razzles. <laughs> so you're listening to The Everyday Sniper. This is Mike from Mile High Shooting. And Frank from Sniper's Hide. Peace. Th thank you. <laughs>